It's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. All the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is episode 288, Two Blokes Talking Tech, Trevor Long, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Stephen, happy birthday. Happy birthday. You two, Six you years. Two. Six years today it is. We're, recording well, we're actually on, uh, recording our 288th podcast on the exact date, six years later, that we recorded our first. And here's something fun for you. Our first show, we discussed the iPad 2, yep. fail or Voter Cares, <laughs> the Sony PS3 three-in-one remote, I don't know what that is, yeah. group buying, Facebook stress, and Sony Music's unlimited service. Jeez, we've come a long That's way. That's six years ago. <laughs> Amazing. Isn't it? So anyway, thank you for those that have been with us for six years, Um, those that we lost along the way. Yeah. (laughs) Hope you had a nice life without us. I meant that we're getting that old, we lost people through natural attrition. Oh, (laughs) And we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear netgear.com. We will tell you about them shortly. Stephen, uh, in case the acoustics are strange, we're not in the EFGM studio. We're not in the Tech Guide Theatre. We're actually at Optus uh, yes. Head Office in Macquarie Park, North Ride, um, for a presentation on some of their network uh, advances, and maybe we'll talk about that over the coming weeks. Next week, we're off to Barcelona with yes. uh, Mobile World Congress, and we'll have lots of news there from um, from of, mobile phone companies. Talk about new handsets, network updates. It's yeah. going to be a massive week next week. It is, world. but. Let's kick it off with all the the week's news. And there's a bunch of little things around and and we'll we'll crack through them as best we can. I think a great story was was a story from Natural Solar this week that um, the Fitzner family in uh, North... That's easy for you to say. Yeah, I, I've been working on it uh, in, in northwestern Sydney who installed a Tesla Powerwall. They were the first people in Australia to install a Tesla Powerwall at home um, to complement their solar panels, um, have now had it for a year. So they've had a four quarterly bills and they've worked out what they've saved. And they've saved over $2,000, reduced their energy bill by 92%. And I think it's good. It's a good headline, no doubt. Um, it gets a lot of attention and I've had a lot of questions about it. I mean, you know... A lot, a lot of people who would not normally interest in anything mm-hmm. energy, let alone tech, about asking questions about it, which I think is good. And I've got to be honest, it, it, it's the story here isn't that he saved so much money; it's that they're saving more than they thought they would. Yeah. Um, people thought this was a ten to twenty year return on investment, which means if you spend ten thousand dollars, it's going to take you ten yeah. or twenty years to get that back. Much shorter than that, isn't it? It's they reckon this is going to be more like a three or four year return on investment for him, which is which is huge. But remember, he already had solar. So yeah, so the whole see the whole like, and this took some explaining just for my own purposes, but also for the readers. The power wall, so Tesla's, it's a, ma- it's just basically a massive battery. Yeah, think of the and power packs we carry around for our mobile phones so to get some juice. It's a big one of those on the wall. Attached to the so, so the solar panels are generating the energy, putting all the excess power into the battery, so that when in peak times, morning, evening, when everyone's home, everyone's having a shower, everyone's cooking, all of that, that's when the battery supplies the power to the house. Mm. So rather than putting it back on 
on the grid, it stores it in the battery. And uh, the, the power wall, the original power wall has got a 6.4 kilowatt hour capacity mm. as well. And, and the thing here is what people don't probably realise is it's great to put solar panels on your roof, but if you're not home during the day, they're not doing anything for you other than feeding back to the grid and the tariffs are reduced so you're not getting that much of a payback on those. So the whole idea here is to capture the sun's energy when, when you're not using it and use it when you do need it. Now, let me be clear, you don't have to put a Tesla power wheel on a solar installation. If you've got good smart grid technology and you're paying bugger all for electricity between 2am and 5am, put a power wall on, charge the bugger overnight mm-hmm. and during the day or at night in peak time, you use the power wall in the, in the highest priced electricity zone. So there's a lot of potential ways to use it. But in speaking to Chris Williams from Natural Solar yesterday, um, you know, because I, 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 I did an online quote because I wanted in my story, I want to say how much does it cost? Now, it was going to be, I think, 16, 17 yeah, grand. I did the same. Yeah, it was about 16 plus that they had like a $2,000 discount. This for the yeah. power wall. That's for the power wall too, yeah. which is more than twice the capacity. Correct. Now, now he, said, he said to me, do you work from home though? I went, yeah. He goes, well, mate, you probably just want solar. Like, you actually don't need the power wall. You can take advantage of, of the yeah. savings just through solar. Mm-hmm. Um, but with a power wall too, and I don't think we use as much electricity during yeah. the day anyway, you could still save. So the idea here is to is to bottle the power when it's cheapest, whether it's mm-hmm. in, in an off-peak time or free from the sun, yeah. and to utilise it in, in saving you big, big dollars. Big dollars. And, and I don't think Elon Musk would be surprised. Yeah, the, the top line, all of those figures are really impressive and the savings are remarkable. But I had a lot of questions. I posted this on Tech Guide yesterday, as, you, as did you on EFTM, and a lot of feed, a lot of people were questioning on, on the Facebook story. Well, how, what's the warranty on the battery? It's ten year warranty. What's the battery life? How much is the total install? I, th- I think the the similar setup that, that the Fitzners have got mm. is about fourteen thousand plus GST. Mm. So do your sums. That's seven year <laughs> seven Still years seven. to get your money back. But a lot of people are questioning. Well, are there other power walls out there that are cheaper? Do I need the power wall? Mm. Uh, so it, it really, it, I think the good thing that's come out of this, apart from illustrating the how the power walls work, is that creating that awareness. People are thinking about ways to save energy because let's face it, power bills aren't going to go down. No. If anything, the only way they're going to go is up. Yeah. So anyway, we can we can reduce our energy usage or we reduce our dependence on the grid. The better. And I don't know about you. I'm in a similar situation. I've got a, I've got a four bedroom house. I've got three kids. Running you know, our electricity yeah. bills are similar price to this to the Fitzner family. So I'm keen to, to, to have a look at this for, for my own purposes. Yeah. Look, if I if I had ten or fifteen grand that I could invest, yeah, I'm not going to make a money on the investment, but I'm going to have a long term because I'm going to stay in my house for twenty years. So long term, yes, I will make money. I think those are all valid questions about life of battery and warranty. But let me remind you of those exact same questions when Toyota launched the Prius. And you know what? You don't hear dramas today with people buying. What happens to batteries is they don't store as much. They don't work as well. They don't fail. They just don't work as well. So what would happen, my, my guess, and I'm not an expert, but what would happen is the, the life, the, the return would, would diminish over time. So in 20 years, well, it's, it's not going to store as much power. It's like your phone. Uh, after three years, it's not going to hold as much power. Well, that's just the battery technology. But you'd like to think that a company like Tesla, who's got a major investment in, mm. in battery technology, you know, they've got them in cars, they've got them in power walls, are going to improve it year Absolutely. on year. So... Yeah. Interesting stuff. Uh, both uh, techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au have the story. The Tesla Powerwall saving thousands every year. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.
Well, we had an interesting conversation last week. Uh, we had a breakfast with uh, Boost Mobile founder Peter Adderton, and he, he's uh, quite quite a figure in the telco industry. He founded Boost Mobile in 2000, took it to the US, yeah. and, and with, with great success, I think they sold it to Sprint. Did they sell their, their work to Sprint? And it was really interesting to hear from him. Like this guy, he's been in the telco game and quite opinionated, actually, about the whole thing. What, what I didn't, what I didn't realise was that they had quite a major influence in the in hip hop music. Did you know that? Yeah, I know. Yeah, they they because because they were such like a Kanye, you, uh, they basically well, discovered. You just stole I mean, you'd be thunder, mate. I was just going to say oh, that okay. they they discovered this little uh, these young up and coming hip hop artists who did their first song for them, and you can blame Boost Mobile for Kanye West's career kicking off. And I do. Yeah, so uh, it was really interesting to hear from him about where the Australian telcos are going, what what we can expect. And I think the, the major takeout for me was kind of a reaction to what happened in the US a week and a half ago when Verizon decided to offer their top customers unlimited mobile data. Mm. And naturally, uh, T-Mobile followed and then also <laughs> AT&T. So the three major networks are all now offering a plan with unlimited uh, mobile data. There are some provisos where you've got a 10 gigabyte limit if you're tethering, those sorts of things. But and it does pair down on speed at different oh, yeah, rates. It, it is. But the, the fact that there's no limit on your data I think is really interesting. And the question that, that we asked and that he he said, look, it's, it's going to happen here. All it's going to take is one telco yep. to move and they'll all follow. Yep. And I think he He's um he's such an open guy and uh, did you interview him for Tech Guide? Um, uh, no, I didn't. I, could, so, I just sent him the briefing and I quoted him in my story. Yeah, so tech, oh, that's right. There's a story on techguide.com.au and um, I interviewed him in Your Tech Life last week and, and on the radio show. So if you want to listen to him, he's fascinating to, to listen to. Um, very passionate about the industry. Obviously, he's done amazing things with Boost. Uh, and, and I think that it's interesting that he, he makes that vision and, and I think it's strategic. Let's be clear. Um, he wasn't just at a whim talking about Unlimited. He, he mentioned it in every – I had four conversations with the bloke. He mentioned it in every one. I think he's he's keen to throw that out there, see the reaction, and potentially it shows what the boost is about to do. You're choking over there. I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll take over for a minute. But the uh, the interesting the interesting thing for me was that the the un- unlimited unlimited data is one thing, but on average he was saying that we only use three gigabytes per user. So from some people who use very little to other people who use a lot, the average, if you take add all that up together and divide it up, we, we use three gig of data on average. So offering unlimited data, whether, whether people will take it up, It'll be interesting to see actually how much we'd actually use. Would the fact that it says unlimited think put put a thing in the back of our head? So well, I'm going to go nuts and, 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 and point, go though. crazy. I think the point is, you think you want unlimited. It's the same reason home broadband offers have unlimited opportunities. Yeah, people aren't using unlimited. No, they're not. There's a percentage of people who do, and you kind of that's like a loss leader for the telcos and for the majority. They're making money on them still, but, but not everyone's going to like. If, if there was an unlimited plan, it wouldn't be cheap. It'd be it'd be oh. it'd be or it'd be hundred dollars a month at least. And that's why I reckon I, I call it. I'm going to call it now, Optus. I reckon they do it first. I'd, yeah. I w- my initial thought was Vodafone, mm-hmm. but I don't think they've. I don't think they can not afford to it. I don't think they're ready to do that yet. I reckon Optus would be the one that goes. Here's some not easy to obtain plan, but just one. Unlimited plan. No options. It's just like, you know, you've got to pay 90. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think Optus have this place in the market where they need to kind of stand out now. So maybe they need to be the market leader. No, totally. And we are sitting in the Optus offices. uh, We should. We know nothing, by the way, which I'm literally speculating. Exactly right. But I think um, that 
it, it, there will still be, in uh, me imagining what's going to happen, there will still be tiers of data. And the data's already pretty generous. So you, you go, I oh, think yeah. you can get like 10, 15 gig of data now, which which even, like, I think I've got 16 gig, 18 gig a month that I, I probably use half of that. Mm. So there will be tears in this whole thing, but at the top of the line... Oh, there'll be tears. Yeah, People tears, lose... Yeah. <laughs> Some of the smaller talk goes going, what? coming out of your eyes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but the, uh, the, the, at the top, look, an unlimited plan, it'd be it'd be interesting. I think it'd, it'd really shake up the market here. We should thank the people at Optus. I've just raided the the room that we're sitting in. It's got water and cups and things. So Jeez, we, stole, <laughs> we stole some water. Okay. Yeah, but someone's got to refresh when Trevor that. Trevor was having his coughing attack, and I was talking earlier. Trevor was stealing water. Yeah, <laughs> I stole water from Optus. You know, so lock me up. To- other, you know what? One other thing he was talking about was how. Other companies are getting rich off the networks. Well, the great example he used was Facebook. And they asked, I think Mark Zuckerberg was at a conference, says, how, how come your mobile revenues are increasing so much? Yeah. He goes, well, we're using more video in the streams and the networks are fast, people can stream video. So he, he described it as Facebook having a, a, a seat. They've, they've built a plane and Facebook have got a first-class seat on that plane for free yeah. and you can't get rid of him. Yeah. So <laughs> they're squatting. They're making all this, he's making all this money. Facebook's worth seven times more than Telstra and all the other telcos. He's making all this wouldn't, money. It wouldn't exist without the telcos because it would have stalled. Right. And they're getting the, he's getting a free ride with with that. So the, I think that there's a lot of strategic partnerships that are occurring in the US, like Verizon partnering with HBO and all these other things in the states, where they're realising that. Hang on a minute, we're, we're making other companies rich. We've got to jump in and partner with these content providers and get in on the act and clip the ticket ourselves. Mm. It's fascinating stuff. As I said, uh, my interview with Peter in your tech life and Stephen's story at TechGuide.com.au. So I don't normally, and I think you know this. You know, I don't normally like surveys. Data of a thousand people, they they bug me. Unlike you, I love surveys. They're good. They're good little bits of information. Okay, no, love no, it. I don't disagree. They're, they're great for basic information, but I wouldn't draw huge conclusions upon them normally, right? But Roy Morgan, a not a not a uh, unrecognised survey company, and b a survey of twenty three thousand Australians, right? Now, what they asked, among other things, was who, which telco are you with? Now, confirming that multiple people could have, um, you know, multiple telcos, but essentially, which telco are you with? Now, no surprise, forty-three point six percent across across the country with Telstra. No, no surprise at all. Twenty-four point one percent with Optus. Eighteen percent with Vodafone. I think that will. I'd probably even predict that. But around when you take the capital cities alone, Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Adelaide, and Perth. It does drop down a little bit. Telstra's only got 33%. In Optus si- in Sydney. No, no, no. I'm talking about the capital city oh, averages. City, yeah. um, capital city, so, so Optus has 26 and Vodafone has 24. But in Sydney, and this is remarkable, Vodafone has 30.4% ahead of Telstra on 27.9 and Optus on 26.5. Do you think that's a two blokes talking tech effect there? Because we have mentioned several times in the past that we are both Vodafone customers. And, and with respect, we are heavily Sydney audience-based. And if you fr- – shout out to those from other areas, but, you know, send, send us a tweet, say good day. Yeah. Rob Rigby's uh, in, in, uh, on the Gold Coast. That's yeah. good. But um, uh, not, not a lot of listeners outside of Sydney. Oh, no, Rob. Rob. Yeah, Rob's outside of Sydney Lord too. Rob Rob's Jolliffe's in, right, in yeah. Canberra. He's in the rural. Yeah, they're they're yeah, definitely yeah. with Telstra. But don't you think this is surprising? It is. It's amazing. Yeah, if – and, and it's interesting that Sydney is like Melbourne, Telstra are in the lead by big, big way. Mm. Brisbane, Voda, Voda have got only half the, the market share of Telstra. 
and you think, and think about Sydney, they've got the lead. That's think about Ben McIntosh, the new boss of marketing and sales at, yeah. at Vodafone. He'd be looking at this going, radio, get me every billboard in Brisbane. Because yeah. all we got to do is tell people about our network. Mm. I mean, this is the thing, right? No disputing, no one's disputing that in r- rural and regional Australia, Telstra is superior because of its connectivity between centres. If you're just in Wagga, yeah. you can be on Vodafone, no dramas at all. But if you if you drive a lot between Rog- Wagga and Narendra, you're going to want to be on Telstra. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Telstra has an advantage regionally. But in the cities where the where the population and the money is, mm-hmm. in terms of value of, of, of having a market share, this is huge. Can you imagine the, the champagne corks that were popping at Vodafone? Wow. when this came out? But Nash, so nationally, Vodafone's got 18% and Telstra's got 43.6% and then Optus makes up the rest or nearly makes up all yeah. the rest, 24.1%. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, well, in in uh, in Sydney, Optus is last yeah. in Sydney. Yeah. Wow. So I, I find this staggering and let's be clear. Telstra, Optus and Vodafone don't release these numbers on their own. They don't, they don't so publish this. This is independent Morgan. survey data. It's this, not. These are the same. This is the same people who do all the election polls and all that too, isn't it, Roy Morgan? Yeah. They do all kinds of polls. Exactly. Um, but it's, as I said, it's 23,000 people. It's not like their Netflix survey, which is like 2,000 people, and they extrapolate yeah. it out 23, to. 23,000 is a lot. That's uh, what I'm saying. Good. It's huge, right? So big deal for Vodafone uh, and, and, frankly, a reward for Vodafone. Given six years ago, we were talking about Vodafone. Episode one, was it Vodacare or Vodafone? 280, it was both yeah. in, in, the, in the show notes. Yeah. We should listen back. Episode, in 287 episodes later... And like a, Vodafone are number one in Sydney. Six years later, who'd have thought, eh? Who'd have thought six years later? We should have put a time, buried a time capsule or something. And Although we have, it's called episode one. We can go listen, we can go listen to it. You can still listen to it, folks. <laughs> I should bring it up. That'd be quite tragic. Uh, anyway, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a great result for... Just, um, just noting that we're in the Optus office and they haven't won. They don't lead in any city. It's either Telstra or Vodafone. Yeah. So the Optus is... Second in nationally, second in Sydney, second in Melbourne, second in Brisbane, third in Perth, second in Adelaide. So it's silver. And this is why I talk about the unlimited thing. I think they've got to, they've got to do something remarkable if they want to just, just absolutely smash out some market share. Yeah. Well, we were just talking a minute ago. Imagine if Optus did offer that unlimited plan. What that would do to their market share, whether people would move. That's it. If they were the ones to do it, what would it do to their market share? Yeah. Just in terms of overall kind of perception, more than anything else. Yeah. Um, you know, you <laughs> I found episode one. I found it. Let's just fast forward a little. Uh, YourTechLife.com is my regular web. Oh, yeah, to yeah, exist. Yeah, exactly. Yes, this is exciting. Uh, we're happy to be here with you, mate, having a mag about tech and, uh, you know, two blokes just going over the best things that we the things that we love, technology. And the concept. That's gold. Jeez, I mean, come a long way, Yeah, you sound so much older too. Oh, about six enough, years. Mate, just, <laughs> what, did you stop time for six years too, did you? Because it looks like it's been more than six years for you. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, the photo associated with Episode one yes. is from about episode two hundred and seventy. Take, taken by my wife, actually. That photo, Do you yeah, remember that in the, my front yard, iPhone seven yeah. plus. That yeah, I, yeah exactly. Anyway, if you want to, you could actually go back and listen to episode one. I might share. We might share that on on the uh, on Facebook. Episode one. I, I might have a listen on the way home. Yeah. <laughs> How long was it go for? How long was the first oh, episode? Hang on, yeah, good point. Uh, Twenty nine minutes. Jeez, we were, we, only... were, we were in a hurry that day, were we? Well, no. Well, we always thought it was going to be half hour minutes. show. You just, you just to, can't yeah. shut you up. Yeah, oh, you have you ever? Can everyone listen to that? I'd love for someone to do a word count to see who actually talks more. <laughs> I bet you I don't win. <laughs> <laughs> Two bugs talking to.
Well, we live in a world where our connected devices have become an indispensable tool in our lives. Introducing the Netgear Nighthawk X10 Smart Wi-Fi Router. Built using the latest in Wi-Fi technology, the X10 allows users to get fastest Wi-Fi speeds on multiple devices simultaneously and is perfect for 4K streaming, VR and super fast data transfers. The X10 features the latest AC and AD network technology, allowing users to wirelessly transfer data at 4.6 gigabits a second. This means your 4K video will take just seconds, not minutes, to transfer. The Netgear Nighthawk X10 smart Wi-Fi router is also built to meet the needs of today's connected home. From connected deadbolts, smart lights, Arlo Wi-Fi cameras, the four powered active antennas reduce interference and intelligently direct Wi-Fi across large distances. The Nighthawk X10 is the first router with a Plex media server built in. Plex organises all your video, music and photo collections and gives you instant access to your content using an always-on router. Wirelessly stream 4K video to any device, jitter-free for the ultimate family movie night. The Netgear Nighthawk X10 Smart Router contains quad-core processor for unparalleled speed and power to keep up with your fast-paced lifestyle. For more information, visit netgear.com.au. The Netgear Nighthawk X10, the world's fastest Wi-Fi router. Well, Stephen, uh, not surprising that we get an announcement from Apple that WWDC's dates have been set, but a new location or a returning location for WWDC. So this year it'll be held from the 5th to the 9th of June um, in San Jose. Uh, And interestingly, that was where it was first held uh, in... Uh, many many years ago, fifteen years. It was held there for fifteen years, and then it was another fifteen years at in in, in San, San Francisco, Francisco yeah. mainly at uh, the uh, at the Moscone. But obviously, yeah. the Bill Graham was used for the presentation this year. Um, so they're moving back to uh, to to San Jose. It's a big deal. There's, let's 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 spitball. Fifth to the 9th of June is not around the tenth anniversary um, of well, the iPhone. You know what? Um, here's a prediction, right? Okay. Prediction. There, it's in San Jose, so closer to headquarters. Ten minutes. Yeah. Maybe the is will the new campus be open then? There's, here's my speculation: they'll at least give uh, an invited tours, or it'll be open. Yeah, I agree. But here's my prediction. Now, traditionally, of course, let's cover it. WWDC is all about software updates: iOS, yep. iMac, all of that, Apple Watch, <laughs> Apple TV. And they have had in the past some hardware updates. I think they announced the iPhone 3GS, the iPhone 4 MacBook Pro with Retina display. This year, they're going to unveil the iPhone 8. They're going to unveil the iPhone 8 during WWDC. won't be available straight away, but it's going to have some remarkable feature changes that developers need to know about. They have to know. See, they can't – so let's let's talk about one of them, the obvious one that everyone's talking about, no home button, right? Mm. The iPhone 7 doesn't have a button. It has a a space that is is vibrated by the phone that makes you think it's a home button. So it's like the taptic engine underneath. That's right. Which you can achieve on on the screen. Correct. So the idea is is that that theoretically the, the whole front of the phone could become a screen yep. or certainly a much larger percentage of the phone and that uh, parts of the screen could be uh, uh, you know turned into the home button yeah. at any time in any app so they if they unveil iOS 11 mm-hmm. and it has that in the code it'll yeah, be leaked know, it'll hello. it'll it'll beat yeah. the whole thing so they yeah. have to announce the iPhone X/10 had WWDC. and you think about it people will think well it hasn't been a year since we saw this 7 mm. 
But you think about it, the seven is basically the same as the six S, same as the six. So they've had they've had three years to work on yes. this. So that, that that leads me to believe that yet it more I think certainty that they're going to do this. And with all the other features, like things like uh, well, without a home button, you're not going to have a fingerprint reader on the front. So whether they put it on the back, which I doubt, whether they change change to facial recognition, which apparently they, they bought an Israeli company that's got facial recognition software. So whether that's going to be how you unlock your phone just by looking at it, like similar to the Note 7 you know, with the iris scanning. I, I don't doubt that they'll find a way to put fingerprint under the screen. You think so? What, through a, through a display? Who knows? Yeah. Mate, would you put anything past Apple? Well, uh, it, the, the, the logic to me says that throw it on the back, but that's just going to be copying other companies yeah. that are already doing it. So here's my concern with the iPhone 8 slash 10 slash X being announced at WWDC. Announced, um, though. Announced, not no, available. No, it won't yeah. be available probably just September again. I firmly believed, and maybe I'm just wrong, but that they would use the new theatre at the spaceship for that announcement. They've built in, just outside the spaceship in the in the yeah, grounds, there's a whole there's, a, there's a whole presentation area, yeah. which is where they'll have all of their keynotes from now yeah. on, right? Yeah. It just makes sense that, that the, the iPhone is Steve Jobs' biggest achievement. I just there's no, I don't think there's any question to that, yeah, right? So if if the if the spaceship campus campus two is his um, memorial, if you want to call it that, but but the the tribute pays homage to, pays homage to Steve Jobs uh, in in its entirety because remember he sat in front of the Cupertino Council yeah, and, and, and argued for great. it. That was great. <clears throat> Isn't it logical that you would yeah, unveil one of the, man, yeah. the 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 biggest phone, the most important phone well, in in ever. the history yeah. of the company other than the first one at that new venue. Absolutely right. No, I t- I'm in total agreement with you there. I think um, so we're at war has, with ourselves. It has, it, has, it has good symmetry. The yeah. symmetry of that where it's the 10th anniversary, WWDC, new campus opening, all these things are all lining up. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're going to have all the best developers in the world in one place to mm-hmm. say, listen – have a look what we've just done, and you go ahead and make all the killer apps for this device where by the time it comes out in September, here it is, go nuts. That is, I think, really, really good chance of happening. And all the spe- the rumours, like I read a rumour story about what we can expect to see. There are so many things they're talking about, like OLED screens and three different sizes and bigger screen inside the same housing of the, the mm. current Note uh, the seven plus size, I should say. Mm. Um, all these, you know, the facial recognition. Where do you put the fingerprint mm. center? A new taptic engine. It's going to be made of glass again. So many rumors that are out there, and but that is one of the biggest parts of the rumor mill. Is when are we going to see this thing? Yeah. <clears throat> well, look, I, I'm fifty fifty basically. I, I just think it is. It almost has to be done there. Go. Could it be done earlier? Won't be done earlier. Yeah, well, we'll see. Well, this is an ideal opportunity. They're going to have they're going to have the world's media there, the world's developers there, all eyes so on. Do you have another event where do you, do you, do, you, do you just announce the the home button part? The like, do you just do you just tease? Uh, in fact, what a strategy! An official tease of the the front of the thing. And, and, the, and the inbuilt home button into the screen, right? And then you have a proper event at the opening no. of the spaceship for the launch. No, I reckon this will be it. You will cast your mind back 10 years. It was at I was very Macworld. Young. It, was <laughs> it was at Macworld 2007, January, during CES. It was on press day of CES when he announced the iPhone at Macworld. And he announced it in January, stunned the world, and didn't release it till June. Yeah, but you can't do that anymore. Why? Why not? 
Hang on, I'll tell you what it's going to do. I'll tell you what it's going to do. There are another reason why they want to do it earlier is because Samsung are going to announce the S8 in April. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So if they've come out in June and go, have a look what we've got. Anyone who's on the fence, do I get a new Samsung? He's going to wait. Have a look at this. They're going to say, well, if they announce in June this is coming in September, people are going to wait. They're not going to go buy a Samsung then, are they? So a few reasons to do it. Big change to the uh, the cycle of phone announcements this year um, uh, throughout 2017. But, but worthy. It's 10-year anniversary. I think it's it worthy. has to. Worthy. This is why they can't stuff it up, mate. Well, they've got to, they've got to strategically do it. This. Apple are pretty good at this. Yeah, they've got some uh, you experience. Know, I know that they're listeners of the podcast, so they'll probably be listening hey, to Tim. Our, our, uh, our advice. Hi, Tim. Hi, Tim and Phil and all the executative team, senior Eddie, vice Eddie, how are you, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> Fee. Yeah, everybody. Shout out to everyone at Apple. Don't you and hopefully we're both there as well. <laughs> <laughs> two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, speaking of Apple, we've got uh, a pretty big announcement or a big update, I should say, from Microsoft with their Office suite of applications. Now, I, I, I use these quite often, Word and Excel and PowerPoint and all these. They've now been updated with Touch Bar support. And I don't know, have you have you run your update on yours? I don't even know whether you're your Microsoft. I don't use Office. There you go. Well, I use Office every day. Also, I don't use the Touch Bar. Yeah, I, I do. I, I have been, I, I've actually been using it more. It's grown on me. And I am, I'm actually, rather than, so that what, what attracts me to using the Touch Bar is that rather than having to, if I want to command up up in the on the screen, I've got to take my hand off the, off the board, go to the Touch Bar or to the trackpad or go to the mouse and then click on it, where if it's right there, I'm typing and still accessing literally at my fingertips these features. Now, in, in Word, there's obviously all the common features like bold, italic, and all that, but you can also add hyperlinks. There's heaps of, heaps of functionality. In PowerPoint, the slider allows you to sort of to angle different objects so you, you can change the angle of things. Excel lets you one-tap access formulas and stuff and, and use your cells, change your cells and things like that. Outlook, again, allows you to – it gives you – you the most recent documents you've worked on, so you can easily either uh, attach it or set a link to that particular document. So there are there are shortcuts with rather than you taking your hands off the keyboard, f- fishing around with your mouse, trying to do all that. I do. They're really logical updates. Really logical uh, to place them in the touch bar. I'm a fan of the updates. I have no interest. <laughs> well. It's uh, well, and look for, for for a company like Microsoft to make these big changes, and all these big companies that are going to have that have applications that run that are very Mac centric, that run like you know your like all the creative and graphic design apps, video editing apps, uh, applications. It makes sense to to add that extra to to give users a different uh, another option. Has Adobe uh, released their Touch Bar integration? Sure. I think there was some at launch actually. They, they no, they, have... they were at launch, but see, this is the yeah. thing. I use Photoshop all the time. Mm-hmm. I've never touched the Touch Bar. Never touch the touch bar. We'll try it. Maybe hit the little arrow. Oh, there's an OK button. button. Oh, whoop did he do you know? Oh, wow, I can do that. I mean, you know, great. I mean, it's just, well, OK. Yeah, there you go. Wow. Wow, I can I can change the opacity of the th- I mean, who cares? Opacity. Opacity, whatever. Is, right? well, who cares? I don't care about the pronunciation well, or the usage. Well, I think that if you've if you've invested in a new MacBook Pro, you should have invested with, in the one without the touch with bar. With the touch bar, well, no. If you if for our listeners, our very savvy listeners who have got yeah, to save your money, get the one without the touch bar. <laughs> but if they've already bought it, Trev, what do they do? You wasted your money it, if they've got it. Uh, then look, it's good to know that companies like Microsoft, Microsoft Office is one of the most widely used applications mm. in the world. Suite of applications. Get a Surface. It's got a touch screen. It's amazing. <laughs> if you can, when, you can just touch the screen to get bold. You can touch the screen. I mean, it's just amazing when you can touch. Yeah. The screen. Get a touch screen. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm so frustrated. Anyway, details of the uh, um, integration of Office into the wonderful touch bar of the MacBook Pro is at techguide.com.au. Now, just quickly before your um, minute reviews, and I think it's uh, fitting that we're going to go slightly longer than 30 minutes in our anniversary episode, which yeah. was just 30 minutes. Um, remember we talked about the Telstra streaming co- the, uh, yes. of the NRL, the AFL, the netball, which is great, um, free for Telstra customers. Jeez, didn't the hit the fan mm-hmm. last Friday night when the AFL started streaming the preseason cup? Mm-hmm. So people are on Twitter going, um, can I get some help here? I'm on my iPad and the screens no, won't go full screen. Like you, so you've got an iPad, 9 or 12 inches or whatever, and you've got this big black screen with this little tiny video in the middle. What's going on? The AFL have to reply to all these tweets going, you know, that's, uh, that's how it's going to be because that's the rights. The official rights that Telstra have restrict the screen size to 7 inches. So that's on in a, AFL. In, and in NRL. Or it's, no, hang on a stop. It's already been that case. No, we'll it's already been that way in the NRL. So it shouldn't be a shock, but it will be to some people who are new to it. In the AFL last year, it was full screen. This year, it's smaller because so this is a new down. rights deal. Yes. Yeah, but they, they said <clears> at the press conference that the maximum uh, device, the, view, the screen size, 12.9 yeah. on the iPad Pro. Yeah. But the actual video comes up at 7 inches. It actually says it in the terms and conditions that so the, the limit- as well. Yes. And because the AFL had the preseason, so they, they found out the hard way. Yeah, but the NRL was already like this. I've spoken to people who subscribed to the NRL last year. It was the same last year. Yeah, right. you, you, didn't, you couldn't get full screen on a tablet. So it won't be a shock to NRL resubscribers. It might be a shock to new subscribers. But AFL fans last year got full screen. This year, seven inches. And they're filthy because this is a billion, multi-billion dollar new rights deal. Mm. And Foxtel and Channel 7 have gone, oh, yeah, cool, we'll give you a billion dollars. Just add this line to Telstra's rights deal. Yeah, well, because they did they did clearly set out the limits and, like, you, you can't do things like AirPlay, Chromecast off the tablet or your yeah. phone because the TV rights belong to 7, 9 and Foxtel, yeah. whoever's got them, right? Got a, got a workaround for you on that one. This is brilliant. This is just so good. Bloke on uh, on Twitter just tweeting everyone going, I found, I found a solution. He's pointed his iPad at his at his phone and he's airplayed. <laughs> so he's got the camera of the iPad pointing at his small screen iPhone and he's airplaying, mirroring the iPad oh, to his screen. Genius. It's just, I mean, Was congratulations, Luke. Yeah, oh, well done, awesome. mate. That's brilliant. I've put that up on eftm.com.au. It's the best workaround for there's a no a full way, screen. There's always, always a way. way. If you're wondering, there's always a way. But there's a will, there's a way. I'll be interested to see how the NRL fans react because it's not news. Because it's not new, but I think there'll be new people signing up and Absolutely. wondering what's With all going expectations on. Expectations to see screen edge to edge the whole on their tablets. People, people were filthy. Subscription cancelled. Deceptive. What, what's what's the new feature? Binoculars. You know, <laughs> mate. It's just. Filthy. People yeah, are well. filthy because AFL's gone well, backwards. We'll be monitoring that when NRL round one starts. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on the tweets. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, Stephen, um, time for your minute reviews. Uh, such a great segment we introduced somewhere into the podcast series. It wasn't in episode one. No. Um, I think you just got egotistical and wanted, wanted, wanted your own, your own <laughs> segment. Um, and I think, uh, I think it's fitting that we talk about your ego because you do love taking a selfie. Oh, yeah, really, yeah, of course I do, of course I do. Well, the product one is the iClip Grip Pro. This is from IK Multimedia. iClip Grip. 
They may make a lot of really cool products, but in this case, this is a photography accessory. It's a four-in-one photography accessory. So it it looks it's a tripod. It's also a a monopod. It's also a hand grip, and as well as a selfie stick. Wow. So this if you hadn't like, mentioned selfie stick, I'd be very worried about what you were this, talking this, about. This, <laughs> this uh, it, look, it, it's made of lightweight plastic and aluminium, so you can, and it folds down to about twenty centimeters. So it's really handy to take with you anywhere. It's got a threaded ball mount at the top, so if you've got a normal digital camera, also comes with a smartphone mount as well. So you can use a digital camera or your phone with it. So if you want to take your photos, your videos, you can shoot in landscape, in portrait. You can extend the aluminium pole to give you a greater height with your tripod. Maybe if you want to use it as a hand grip, you can also extend the pole. Maybe you're shooting over a crowd or something like that. But it also, of course, turns into a selfie stick. Uh, it does also come, though, with a Bluetooth shutter. So it's got this little control. You connect it to your phone via Bluetooth. The top button is for Android. Bottom button is for iPhone users. And first setup, great. One frustration, if you when you try to pair it up again the second time, can take several goes. That's the one downfall. is really frustrating trying to get that bloody thing paired again. It really? just would not pair. I had to forget it and then do it again. Forget it. It took me eight goes to pair it again to the iPhone. One star. And it was uh, it really took away, detracted from the, the quality of the product. Uh, it, it is, it is a, a really handy accessory if you love taking your photos, whether it's on your phone or with your camera. So it's $99.95. It's available at Apple stores and, and major retailers as well but that shutter remote they've got to improve it uh, uh, there's a few people who have reacted in the same way on uh, on the Apple Stores page but overall if you're into photography great accessory uh, but if you need to rely on that shutter you're going to have to have plenty of patience Two Blokes Talking Tech you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick what on earth is the next product, Stephen? This is from a company called One for All. Now, this is a HDMI. They're about as big as Apple, just slightly bigger no, than Samsung. Not quite, but there are. This is a HDMI sender. So basically, what this allows you to do is to send the signal from one source connected to a TV to another source to another TV. So say, for example, you've got, and this is how I set it up in my place. I'm going to publish the review later today. Say you've got your Foxtel box in one room and you want to watch Foxtel in another part of the house. So what you do is connect the the transmitter, connects to the box, connects to your TV. And then at the other end where you want to receive the signal is just the receiver. So one HDMI connection into the back of your TV, connected to power, All you do is turn them on, they talk to each other, and then suddenly you're watching that source on your other television. Mm. Now, it works 30 metres range line of sight, so if there's not many walls in the way, works really well. I've got mine set up so that it's about a 10 metre separation through a wall, and works 98% of the time. Occasionally you'll see like a, a bit of like a one second buffer where the HDMI streaming uses the five gigahertz Wi-Fi network between the two devices. So it's uh, if you want to be able to do things like uh, have, say you want to watch the footy out on your, your the TV on your back deck or something and you've got to transmit the signal or you may have a the TV at the front of the room, all your sources at the back of the room, yeah. projector on the ceiling, all your sources down below. So there, there's those solutions yeah, yeah. as well. Um, but but, uh, yeah, it's 30-metre line of sight if you if it's clear view. But it, it, if, if you're going through a few walls, 
10 metres would be your maximum distance between them. But, uh, yeah, I, I, it's $599, so it's, it's, not, it's not a cheap product, but it, it is cheaper than buying a second Foxtel box. It is cheaper than buying a second Blu-ray player. Or I don't know, $599. You subscribe, buy, you buy $15 a, bucks a month. That's Foxtel. Yeah, but that's per month. This is a one-off. But it is a handy a handy device to have if you do want to have that situation where you want oh, to I think you nailed it. It's, it's for people with a projector. You know, yeah. I think that's a huge Works, usage right. for it. You've got all your stuff down the front. Uh, with your normal TV, you got a screen that comes down, boom, projector at the back of the room, no need to rewire Done. the world. Yeah. So, uh, All right. That review will be up on TechGuide. Techguide.com.au. Stephen, uh, happy anniversary, happy birthday, whatever you want to call it. Um, uh, people can send the chocolate cakes to my house, anything uh, else to your house, anything else to your house. Uh, gifts and cards should be made out to Trevor Long um, or donations made <laughs> to the EFTM Foundation. Westfield Vouchers just going to be addressed to me. Uh, we can split those. And it's great to be uh, just out of toddler Six nappies. Six years in, eh? Six years. Who We're out of nappies now. They said we didn't, wouldn't last. Who eh? said? No, I don't know. I'll bash them. <laughs> I would like to see. <laughs> you bash them on Twitter. I'll leave you to that. Yeah, I'll, that yeah, I'll give them you that. You love it. I love it. Two blokes talking tech. Six years down the track. Stephen, let's go another six. Hey, why not? I'm in. Well, I mean, the money could be an issue. Yeah, well. I'm very expensive. We are looking for another sponsor. Just, just putting that out there. <laughs> yeah, we, we are. Uh, inquiries to both of us. Two blokes talking tech, episode 288. Thanks for being with us and you've been with us since the start. Prove it. Yes. <laughs> How would they do that, though? I don't know. Dig up an old tweet or something, but I want proof that you were listening six years ago. Well, we do know our core our core fans who've oh, been with we... us from the start. They do actually remind us that they have been listening from the start. Yeah. And by the way, while we're while we're here, we should mention that there was a few people requesting the the un the oh, the, yeah. the So I've decided and, and for those of us and I can't believe you didn't suggest this, but voice bite is the perfect place to yes. publish such things. It's not Absolutely. perfect quality because I have to hold the phone up and stuff, but if you want to hear um, the uncensored uh, versions of but with beeps um, the, the offcuts, the the pre-show. I did publish a little bit on. I will yeah. publish a little bit on VoiceBite. Um, I sent you a direct yeah, message of it on VoiceBite. Yep. Um, so maybe uh, maybe send me a message on VoiceBite, and I will respond with a piece of uh, unpublished uh, pre-show <laughs> from last week. So download VoiceBite, Android and iOS, and follow. Listen to Trevor. Listen to myself, and you'll be able to access that content. VoiceBite, download it in the App Store, Android or iOS. Two blokes talking tech. Back again next week from Barcelona. 